Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. Today, Olaf Fazan will continue in our Gospel of John series with a sermon titled Assurance, the Last Will and Testament of Jesus. Based on the passage from John 14, 1-14, he will share more about how Jesus felt sore for others, but also the assurance he gave about our eternal home. We will see that Jesus is the way and the truth, and that we can know the Father by knowing Him. So stay tuned for Ola's message. Good morning, church. It has been a long time. Uh, been opportune to speak with you due to my to and fro. <laughs> uh, it is not easy. One, one part of your body is in England, one part is in Austria. So, and with our Bible passage today, Jesus says we should not let our heart be troubled. Gunther was troubled when he didn't see me on time. He called me. Ola, where are you? I told him I'm already in the shop. Don't let your heart be troubled. <laughs> let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful time you granted us today to listen to your words. Uh, the speaker is just a novice. He doesn't know what to say. But you are the best and the greatest teacher, Lord. Come and teach me. Come and imbibe me your spirit to speak your words today. I don't want to speak in flesh. I want to speak in spirit. Father, let the Holy Spirit direct me. And let it be well understood today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, as I was about to prepare the passage, I don't know the topic. A brother wrote to me, Ola, I haven't seen your topic already. Because I started searching for the topic, <laughs> I couldn't find the right word for the my passage. Some say funera, some say comforting word, some say trust in the Lord. So I read everything together. Theologians try to cop us. This is not a funera. To me, it's not a funera, but it looks like a funera because. It reminds me of my mother when she wanted to die. Prior to the time she wanted to die, seven days, she called me. Normally she doesn't call. She will beep her phone. I will call her back. But she bought enough credit to call me. Uh, I want to talk to you. I want to pray for you. And she has been sick for some time. So I told my wife, she's going. My wife said, how do you say that? I said, yeah. How come she hasn't been praying for me, calling me to pray? Maybe she's praying for me silently. But now she wants to pray for me. So she have, I think she has premonitions that she's going to die. So she prayed for me. I didn't say amen. Because I was so annoyed. How can you leave me? I didn't have father. I lost my father when he was 55 years old. So I was too young. Now you want to go. My wife was saying, Answer, amen to our prayer. So when I read this passage, it reminded me of one uh, great entrepreneur in Austria, Franz Joseph, uh, Joseph Atlauer. People, maybe some young of you, people of you who don't know him, Papa and other will know him. He's, you know him? <laughs> so he's, a, he's a famous uh, uh, he glasses, hairs, everything. He's famous for that. 
He died at the age of 54, I think he was born, 1944, in Syria, in Oba His friends were mostly his directors. They thought he would give the position to them. But two years before then, when he was diagnosed of a cancer, he started training his son, Robert, the techniques, the administrations of the something. So when he eventually died, when they read the will, Robert took over the company of his father. And the company has been running. Now it's Robert Atlawa. So when something wants to happen, there is always, Jesus knew, is the passion. We create a vacuum. We create a space that nobody can feel. They will be disturbed. They will not know. Because it's just like a father that is providing everything for the family. The wife is not working. They dependent on the father. So if the father die, there will be problem in the house, in the family. So that was why Jesus Christ, with the spirit of father in him, did it, told them. But we have two principal characters in this passage. Philip and Thomas, the naturally, I will ask when a strange thing happens. But I will ask my father. It's not that act of inquisitiveness. We don't, I'm not inquisitive about that. But we seek for knowledge. So they ask. Uh, before I commence further, let us read this, uh, the passage for the day. And the topic for today is assurance. The last will and the testament of Jesus Christ. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go, and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you with me. That where I am, you may also be. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas says to him, Lord, we do not know. We do not know the way. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you have known my Father also. From now on, you do not know him and have not seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. It is enough for us. Jesus to him, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me. Philips, whoever has seen me, seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you, know, do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father, 
and the Father is in me. Or else, believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works that they will do. Because I am going to the Father, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do. May the Lord bless his readings. Heart troubles is the main cause of heart attack. Medical journal says uh, 7 million people die of heart attack every year, which account for almost 12% of all deaths that happens in a year. Common one is heart trouble, Corona, uh, coronary heart disease, which is a failure of blood circulation to the heart muscles. I think we have some medical expert in the church. If I'm telling lies, <laughs> they can attest to it. And the heart muscles resulting in heart attack. This may result in either from thickening of the coronary arteries or from the blood clots that blood the flow of blood through them. So when it happens like that, they, they say high blood pressure. The doctor prescribes some medical to stem it down. To allow, but when it got to a stage, it blocked the arteries from blood circulations. So they advise you, the doctor will advise you to change your diet to low, from low, low fat to high fiber food, to change your lifestyle, not just sitting. Stop if you are drinking alcohol excessively, reduce it. Smoking, that is what the doctor will tell you. They say you need some exercise so that. You will lose some weight. The doctor will tell you that. But we, today we are going to look at the different kind of heart troubles. Both they are related to each other in one way or the other. But the trouble, this one is spiritual heart trouble. That will happen if Jesus Christ is partial. So, in the in gospel according to John 12, 27. Jesus says, now, Jesus himself, his heart was troubled. Jesus says, now, my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But this cause came into these hours, and the third time was in John 13, 21. When Jesus revealed to his disciples that one of them would betray him. Three times, Jesus Christ was troubled. The time is friend died, Lazarus. When they call him, if you have been here, your friend wouldn't have died. He was troubled, he wept, and he prayed for Lazarus. So when heart troubles comes, Jesus knew particularly in, in his, when he was departing the world, when he says to the, his people, do let uh, 40, 14 verse 1, let no Lord your eye be troubled. Believe in God. Why he says so is because he has been with them for a while. He has been teaching them. 
uh, there was a time he walked on the water. Peter wanted to follow him. He couldn't do it. So he had been given the art of mastering themselves, art of developing themselves in case of eventualities, in case anything happens. This was what Jesus Christ was trying to bring into their notice. He had been teaching them before. And when the hour has come for him to go to his father, and it reminded them again, it's not like when you want to do a psalm. All your questions, all the things teachers have been teaching you before, during the exam period, do we, if you are very clever, the teacher will bring some important question he's going to ask. We'll be revising with you. And this is what is going to, what is what happening in this passage. Because Jesus Christ knows his departure will create a great problem. Leadership will come. A little bit touching will come. Disharmony. Rivalries. He knows this. So, he, he told them in advance, do not let your heart be troubled. But this is what, you know, Jesus Christ is always saying something in parables. He will not tell you precisely what he meant. So, verse 1 said, Lord, let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Me is uh, a song that is sent to save you. So, he told them, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you I go there to prepare for you? In, in, in today, the Jews, they normally do something in Israel. They don't normally go out of their father's house. If you are a male child, time for you to marry. Your father will prepare another apartment beside this house. It will extend the house. Maybe a self-contained one for you. So that is the practice of the Jews. So Jesus Christ take this practice to heaven to prepare a place for us. But being his disciples, they were in flesh. They could not understand what is really meant. How can you prepare a place for me where I don't know the place? That arose the questions Philip and uh, Thomas asked him. How can you prepare a place for me? But if I go there and prepare a place for you, and Jesus said it, that he's coming back. This is very strange to the, uh, the, to the disciple. Uh, and he said, I'm going to take you there with me. So Thomas said to him, Lord, we did not know where you are going. How can you prepare a place to me, for me? I don't know where you are going. This is a, this is a sincere question in my own perspective. He doesn't know it. So, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus Christ, if you don't know the way, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Why Jesus Christ is the truth? He has been teaching the truth. He has been teaching the way to God. Repentance. How we will read in the book of Revelation, how heaven looks. And heavens is for the righteous. It's not for believers alone. You can believe in God. If you are not righteous, heaven is not meant for you. Heaven is for righteous people. Believer is just a... I can be sleeping in church, coming to church every Sunday. 
I'm believing in Jesus Christ, but I may not be practicing what Jesus Christ is saying we should practice. So, that heaven, where Jesus Christ is going to prepare for us, is only for righteous people. Take that one from me today. It's not for only believer alone. It's for righteous alone. And he said, I'm the way to the heavens. The way, what is the way? Is the truth. Is the way, is the channel to God. Because we read in the Bible that this is my begotten, uh, beloved son that I love. Listening to him. So whatever Jesus Christ came to do on earth, he preached about love, he preached about forgiveness, he preached even when a prostitute was to be stoned. Because Jesus Christ did not, I always say Jesus Christ did not come for a righteous people. He came for the sinners. We read in the Bible that if a sinner repented, heaven rejoices. The angels rejoices. So, it's the way he has been preaching the way, the truth. When things were committed, when sinner, when a prostitute was to be stoned, he asked them, if any one of you here have not seen before, should cast the first stone. So these are the practical things Jesus Christ came from his stone to demonstrate to us on this earth. So that is the way. If we are saying the way, it's not the road leading to Siamat. No, the way actually in a spiritual sense is the way, is what he stood for, is what he came for, is what he came to preach, and is what he came to demonstrate. That means that is the way Jesus Christ came. Is that is the way. So, brethren, today may we never be convinced. There's no other way except through Jesus Christ that we can go to heaven. So, it's even said in him in verses to seven. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, if you have known me, you have known my Father. In a practical sense of life, if you are a true biological son of your Father, whenever they see you, they will say, this is, you have a resemblance of your Father. You will see some attitude of your Father within in you. So, this Jesus Christ we are talking today, it was the word that was with God. He was there when the word was created. He himself was the word that came to be created. So there was nothing created, done, that he was not aware of. He is, is another, I call it three in one. He is the one, Jesus, that came representing his father, doing everything for him. He is also father. He is also his spirit himself. Because all the spirit of God was in him, he did not act on his own. He acted through his father's inspirations. And he has been a, he only came through human form, but his even his coming, his birth was different from other birth. It is not true normal conception. It was different spiritually, spiritual uh, birth, pregnancy. Everything was spiritual. We should have known that. So, he is in his father, and his father is in him. 
Even God says, whatever you ask in his name, he will answer, he will answer you. So, if you have really known me, you have known my father. Because there is no difference. They are the same. They are one in one. In one accord. From now on, you do not know him. You have not seen him, but you have seen him. You have seen Jesus Christ. If you have not seen God, because no human being has ever seen God. So if you, are, you don't know how to, you cannot see God, but you have seen Jesus Christ, this is replica of who God is. And Philip, uh, verse 8, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. And it is enough evidence for me to believe what you are saying. Jesus said, said to him, have I been with you for so long and you do not know me, Philip? Whoever have seen me have seen my father. How can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? So that is enough uh, proof to know that Jesus Christ himself is the father, is the God. It's because they are one in one, they work together. The word that I say to you, I did not speak of my own authority. In verse 9, uh, uh, in verse 10, he did not speak through his own will, free wish. He speak through spirit. Everything that proceeded from his mouth is always spiritually uh, uh, from heaven. It is a divine spirit, spirit that he speaks through. At times, the way it Things is true, it's not true mortal words, not true uh, earthly power. That is enough uh, evidence to know that this is not ordinary man. It's not a, uh, like, like my, my body self. He came to do so, something that has not been done before. He, he lowered himself, he healed the sick, the blind sees, the deaf ears. These are not ordinary power. It confused people about our life we should live in love. That means that this is not an ordinary human being that is a spirit, is a spirit himself. So, whatever he does is enough evidence for us, for the disciple to believe that he is in Father and the Father is in him. So, it went further that if I leave this world, I leave you, you will be like a sheep without a shepherd. So, you'll be troubled. That is why I related to a, a father that provides everything for the family. Eventually, if he dies, one will feel his impact before they can start a loan. So, that is why he said, Whoever that believes in me is telling the disciple, if you believe in me, you will do greater things that I have done in the world. We are aware of what he has done. How he forgives people. How he heals people. How he fed people. So many things to mention that he has done. So he says, if we are disciple, disciple of, you are my disciple. If you really believe in me, 
you will do greater, great exploits than me. And through my names, everything you ask will be done. Verse 12 says, truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the great thing and greater works than this he will do. Because I'm going to my father. In verse 13, he said, whatever, whatever you ask in my name, it will be granted automatically. My father will grant you. The father may be glorified in his son. Because all the powers, even he said himself, all the powers of heaven and hearts have been given to him. So, whatever we ask in him, it's just like a president, a person that wants to see the president. You have to book an appointment with the PA, personal assistant, even the secretary. You cannot see the president of a country or the prime minister without going through some channel. So, you cannot say, say, pray to God, 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 God. You don't go through his son that came to us, laid down his life, suffers for us, so that our sin may be forgiven. So, Jesus Christ is telling us categorically that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will do it. And he will glorify, he will glorify in the Son. If you ask anything in my name. Brethren, there's nothing much to talk today. We said it all. Even in the book of Revelation, we read it. The way the heaven is being described is so awesome. No more bees, no more reminders, no more struggling, no more earthquake, no more sickness. They say it's a beautiful place. That is where our Lord Jesus Christ has gone to prepare his place for us. You may not have a house in this world. Please don't mind. Your house is there. If you are righteous, if you do what Jesus Christ said we should do, what he came for, what, what he laid his life for, you should follow that process. If we do not bypass, he will surely do this thing. Could you imagine how can one suffer in this world, this earthly world? Suffer pains, you suffer sickness, lack of no money, poor, you are very poor, you don't have anything. And at the end, his Bible will say, how will he profit a man to inherit the whole world and lose his soul? So, if we gain all this wealth, I do know the number of people that commit suicide in this world, they are the rich people. They are the one committed suicide. Most. Because they have everything. But if something lacky them, they do not have peace. They do not have joy. Most are diverse, irate, are only common with rich people. The poor people still believe tomorrow will be better. But the rich people have attained all they want fame, money. They have attained everything. So what is left for them? Nothing. I read of recently that uh, Big A, why want to divorce him? Why? So, so, because the joy of Jesus Christ is not in their life. Jesus Christ has not been the pillar of their marriage. So, 
when you have everything, you don't have Jesus Christ, my brother, brethren. We are we have nothing. But if you have Jesus Christ, everything you have, you possess is one power. You possess power. Because he will never say a thing that he will never do. This is what he said. Truly I say to you, you will do great exploits. You will even do greater than me. Brethren, what am I encouraging you? We are praying before. They said we should pray for Grace Church. Don't let your heart be troubled. Grace Church has been like that. I'm not bo- before it bothers me. It never bothers me anymore. Grace Church is always up and down. When you thought Grace Church is going down, it is then they will spring up. So Grace Church has been a church that is been founded by Jesus Christ, by God Himself. Because this church is founded on love, on the pillar of love, it will never go down. It will continue like that. It's just like a wave in the ocean. So, don't let your heart be troubled about grace church. Leave the job for Jesus Christ. He's going to do his job. He's going to perfect his work. So, brethren, today I will not take much of your time. I think the little I'm able to explain to you has justified that what Jesus meant in this John 14, verses 1 to, to 14 again. He said to us, we should not let our heart be troubled. He is our Father. He is going to heaven to prepare a place for us so that we will not, we not suffer again. We will not seek again. We will not labor again. The place is a beautiful place for us. As they say, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Who trusts in the Lord is like a tree planted by it water that sent out its fruit by its stream and does not fear when it comes for it leaves remain green and it is, it is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit brethren we should trust, continue to trust in the Lord he has given us the guidelines where to follow if you buy a new uh, let's say you buy television or new phone, if you did not read the manual, you will not know how to operate it, particularly this modern technology. You have to go through it. This is, how, this is what Jesus like. This is the manual. Jesus Christ led for us how to follow it. Believe in me. It's belief that heaven exists and hell also exists. And the greater, no matter how many years we spend on earth, we are going to spread it in eternity. It's unending. So, in the book of Jeremiah 17, verse uh, 7 to 8, as we come to the end of our message today, which, let me summarize it. Whatever we have learned from God this morning is a remedy for our troubled hearts. We should not let anything to bother us at all. They should not even bother us. Because if death comes, you know you are going somewhere else. If you are, before you do an exam, you know you are going to pass. If you are well read. But if you know you are going to fail your exam. So, that's related to the exam. That I'm sure, if I die today, where I'm going to. I've read some books about men of God. The, uh, uh, I forgot the name, the pastor's wife died. The pastor prayed for God to release the wife so that he can live. 
And eventually, because God has asked, told the pastor, whatever you ask him, and I will do. The wife wake up. When she woke up, she was angry with the husband. Throughout the life she spent on that, she wasn't happy anymore. So they asked her why. She said, where she was, was a beautiful place. She really enjoyed it. Why are you troubling my soul? Why did you bring me back up? So, brethren, this is a, a, this is reason for us to believe that this art is just a market. It's just a, it's just for a time. We should trust in God. We should believe in Him. We should believe in His word. We should be righteous to ourselves. Don't let others judge you. Judge yourself before. Be, uh, be, for yourselves. If you look at your mirror, let your life be like a mirror. Look at yourself. You may think you are doing something fine. It may not be fine at all. Let the Bible be your guidance. Let the rules, particularly the fruits of love of, in the Bible that Jesus Christ says you should do. That is the, without covering the fruits, it's not going to work in our lives. And we are not going to enter the heavens. So, again, what is it provided a man to inherit the whole world and lost his soul? May the Lord bless his, this uh, sermon today. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for giving us this opportunity to share the words, your words that we can share today. We thank you that you are the best teacher. Teach us how to walk in your way. Teach us how to enter into your kingdom. The place you have gone to prepare for us, may we never be deprived of it. Thank you, Father Lord. Continue to teach us and lead us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.